Hey guys, welcome back to this episode. This episode 24, right? Yep, Kobe. The Kobe episode. <laughs> the Kobe episode. Um, but yeah, how's how's it going, man? How are you? <laughs> I don't know why I was gonna say guys. There's nobody else here. <laughs> nobody else. Um, it's going pretty good. Um, you know, surprisingly for November, the weather has been pretty good. Um, last couple of days, the weather has been like yeah, shocking. Yeah, a solid week. Mm-hmm. It's been a solid week of good weather. But every single episode we talk about weather, let's talk about how your mental health has been. How about that? Let's shift the conversation Ooh. to something else. Ooh, how's your how's okay. your mental health this week? The mental health them, them people them, they're doing okay. Not too bad. Not too shabby. Just you know, just arriving, getting to the winter months, you know? We're getting ready for that. war. <laughs> I feel that that's that winter depression is coming in. It's coming. He's an old depression, bro. Yeah. Once you hit like four o'clock. It's dark. It feels like it's 9 p.m., bro. It's brutal. It's like, what? What the hell? Well, my data just like, by the time you get home, it's like, uh, what do you do now? Do you, you go to sleep? Nothing. And there's absolutely nothing to do because we're getting into a red zone of lockdown where Again. it's like they're closing. Yeah, they're closing even longer periods of time for gyms. They're even going to limit the amount of people that go to like patio restaurants. Like it's crazy. This doesn't seem yeah. like it's going to end, man. It's getting crazy. It's, and numbers are going up every day, so... Like, the other Shama. day, I went to hang out with my friend. We went to, like, K-Town with Koreatown and, like, Bathurst and Christie area. Um, and, like, there's people around, but there's, like, we couldn't do anything because, number one, it got cold. And then, like, so basically just wanted to go eat something, and we sat in a parking lot. Like, literally just, wow. just sat and ate in a parking lot because all the patios are, like, packed. And, like, it's just it's just crazy, It's man. tough. It's tough. You just got to go to, crazy. like, a friend's house or something like that, you know? Nothing even open. that's kind of, like, you know, you don't really yeah. want to bringing a lot of people, your friends a lot of people are driving like north or going like yeah random places just to have a meal a lot of people have been leaving the city too they've been going to somalia i see a lot of people going to somalia. Really? yeah yeah a lot of people is going to somalia it's kind of crazy like every every other like day i see somebody posting a snap of the, them with like plane ticket and then next day they're in somalia so I'm like, okay i guess that's a virus i'm gonna in somalia you never know i might i might hit up kenya soon <laughs> <laughs> we'll see might have to Who do knows? that that's sick imagine going to all your niggas just go to Somalia you gotta live in life For no real. COVID just I might actually need... definitely do that I'm not gonna yeah. lie because I was talking to my mom today my cousin's getting married so I really might do that I'm not gonna lie that's a good part <laughs> everybody needs a break especially yeah. from the city and the winter like I'd uh, rather best time to go For real. flights are probably mad cheap too right damn my mom just came back from Kenya and it was like it was like a 1000 something, which is oh, pretty, not bad, because it's usually almost $2,000, yeah, you know? Yeah, well, that's sick. Yeah. That's sick. It's like a round trip back and forth, so. Yeah, yeah my, listen, you, you popping some new ideas in my head right now. I'm, I'm okay, have, what? <laughs> ideas? Yeah, I might have to go on, uh, what's that website? Yeah, I mean, winter's coming, so you might want to book a ticket out of here. <laughs> yeah. Get your, yeah. get your, what is it? Do you get paid for vacations, or like, you just have to book yeah. off? Yeah, I do, I get, uh but I, I have to book off. And then it's just, it's kind of not worth it because you have to come back and do 14-day quarantine. I know. So. I don't have to do quarantine. She's at home. She's been yeah. home for like two weeks now. It's almost the uh, end. I would hate that. I would hate yeah. that. Because me, every time I come, every time I've ever been on vacation, every time I came home, I always wanted to do something. Like, I need one day or two days of rest, and then yeah. I want to get the hell out of my house. Yeah, but you can't because yeah. they have a $5,000 fine if you leave. Like, yeah. <laughs> that but like i don't lot. feel like i don't know whether they're that strict on it because there's some people that have left and just stayed in their cars they probably like went to a drive-thru or something you know but like 
I don't know. I don't know how they do it. It's sketchy. I'm five thousand dollars. I'm not taking that risk. If it was like <laughs> yeah. a two fifty thing or maybe five billas, maybe no five k. Five k? No way. Nah, it ain't worth it. Yeah, it's <laughs> it definitely not worth it. it. And I, I imagine they throwing like rewards at people. Like if you catch, if you catch almost at our house. <laughs> <laughs> With some wanted shit, bro. You have yeah. your face plastered on a wall. You have niggas at the camping gear in front of your house waiting. Oh, he, he about to leave. Oh, they actually came. They actually come to your house. You know that? Yeah, I heard There's they like officials. There's officials that come to your house. Not officials like a law enforcement. There's like people from the the health Canada. I don't know the yeah. city. I don't know. Yeah, it's kind of crazy. But yeah, just diving into today's topic. Um. So what do you, what, it's just like a super random question, but what do you think of people that are just overly nice? Do you feel like those kind of people are like doing something for that nice reason or are they just genuinely nice? Some people are just genuinely nice, but like nine times out of 10, I feel like people are, that are overly nice people probably want something in return, you know? Yeah. Who's really nice 90% of the time? Exactly. You know I mean? That's a great point. That's a great point because think about it. If somebody is just constantly being nice to somebody, you're, you're probably sitting there. If they're being constantly nice to you, you're sitting there like, what is the end goal? Like, what is this person? It was a catch. In return, catch. yeah, there has to be a catch here. Like, that you're not. Nobody is. Nobody is this nice to somebody for absolutely no reason. Mm-mm. And um, yeah, so there's definitely a reason why I think people aren't nice to people. It depends who the person is. If this person is like a friend of yours or a family member and they're nice to you, then their reasons are pretty defined. But if this is somebody you just met or um, just somebody you run into and they're being overly nice to you, you know there's something going on there. And um, I think it comes down to there's like the nice guy and then there's a the good girl. And I think it's a syndrome. If you ask me, it's a syndrome. It's uh <laughs> It's, a it's, syndrome. It's syndrome. <laughs> Throwing some big words right now. Yeah, you know. <laughs> Great I'm, <telling> just <laughs> I'm totally uh, joking. I this is part of my vocabulary. I don't want to be thinking that I don't okay, speak spell English. It. Can you spell it? Syndrome. I'm We're joking. not gonna put me on spot right now. <laughs> I'm, I'm just joking. Yeah, but but um, okay. So in my opinion, um, a nice like you said, there's a reason why somebody's doing it. Um, so I think there's one thing. It's, um, I, I learned about it pretty recently. Something called a covert contract where somebody's being nice to you and they're not telling you why they're being nice to you. But they're in their mind, they're hoping for a, a reward later or they're expecting some equity for them being nice to turn up something later on in the future. So I think if somebody's being overly nice to you, be very weary of why this person is being nice to you. But what are your thoughts on a nice guy versus the good girl syndrome or the complex? Um, so I feel like from what I can like remember of like a nice guy, right, let's talk about one part, one after the other. So the first one, I think my most recent experience that I could think of, of a nice guy is probably like those guys that want to talk to you, but like will be super nice at first. And then when they have your attention, they switch energy. Like it's just a complete switch, like a 360 switch. It's like, why is that like a thing? And then you realize it's only because they wanted your attention. Now they got it. They don't have to keep up the same energy. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, but for like a good girl, I feel like <laughs> the first thing that comes off my head, I told you this before, like a pick me. I don't know whether yeah. I don't know that it's, it's similar, you know, like mm-hmm. I feel like it would be similar. Um, some girl that's just always like, 
you ever see those turns on Twitter of like people talking, <laughs> a guy making an opinion, and then this girl in the comments like, "That's me. I don't talk shit. I don't talk at all. Yeah. I'm you." <laughs> like, literally, nah. pick me. Gosh. Somebody came up with like <laughs> some funny name, Pick Misha, bro. <laughs> Funniest <laughs> thing Misha. ever. Pick Misha. That's crazy, but but yeah, that's sick that's name. <laughs> I literally use that now. <laughs> like, yeah, no, for in sure. In a joking and, manner. Yeah. yeah. Um. No, I definitely agree. Um, the pick me is definitely uh, a pick me person is like you said the same example you used where a guy will tweet something or a guy will say something and then somebody would just be like um, yeah like that's me or for like if you reverse it where a girl would be like you know this is what I'm looking for and then a, a guy would be in the comments like yeah um, I can do that you know you need a real man like it, it might be that's a yes man that's somebody mm-hmm. who's um, looking for validation by trying to meet somebody else's standards mm-hmm. but not also understanding that they have standards themselves and what ends up happening is like that those type of people they they end up trying to please the person that they're taught like whoever the object of the tweet or the person they're talking to they're trying to please that person and it gets to a point where they realize that like what, is, what have they done for themselves you know it's like i'm just meeting all this person's requirements like this person wants somebody who i don't know um takes them out to like nice restaurants okay i can do that um this person wants somebody who texts them all the time i can do that and then they realize that they're not they're not getting what they wanted out of it and a lot of times like i said it's a covert thing where like they're they want something but they're not saying what they want yeah so like they're just kind of like like, underlining intentions yeah and it's like oh well like you should have known but they're hiding their true intentions and i think that's what is the difference between a nice guy or a nice person and a nice guy a nice person can like tell you their intentions like hey like you know a business person would be like hey my intention is i want your business you know i'm, I'm doing these things for you because my intention is i want to you know gain your business or i'm talking to you because i'm actually interested in you and i want to pursue something future with you but the guy that's just like being nice and he's not stating what he wants mm-hmm. he's just you know being around the bush and it's like like uh, hopefully you'll figure out what i want but mm-hmm. you don't figure it out exactly and then, and <laughs> and then they get mad and then they get mad and they get heartbroken and they yeah. get annoyed and say well no so i think that's the that's the that's the big difference in the syndrome but let me ask you this like what's the difference for you between like somebody who's telling you i'm doing this stuff for you like for example somebody like hey omar I'm going to pick you up from work today and I hope I get to spend time with you after that. Would you appreciate that more than somebody just being like, I'm, I'm going to pick you up and then expecting them to like, expecting you to go out with them to a restaurant or expecting you to go have a, a coffee with them or something, but they're mm-hmm. not telling you that. They're just saying, I'll pick you up. And then when you come to them or when you meet up, then they tell you what they're picking you up for, what the reward is in their mind. I feel like when somebody tells you they're, they're going to pick you up, I feel like there's an expectation that you'd hang out because why else would you pick me up? Are you my Uber? Like, is this a taxi? Like, I don't understand. You know, I probably, for that scenario, I probably wouldn't like expect, like it's either, either or you're either just taking me home or you're just, you're going to hang out, we're going to hang out or something, you know? Mm-hmm. But I feel like I, I understand what you're trying to get at. I feel like a better example would probably be like, for the purpose of like not me and us personally as Muslims, but like for somebody that's not Muslim and partake, partakes in like like different types of relationships, like like a dating relationship where it's like, okay, they're expecting something else from this date, or like they're expecting mm-hmm. a kiss or something like that, just that kind of thing. I guess that would be like, I didn't I didn't say that this was that, you know what I mean? So why yeah. would you assume that that kind of thing? 
-hmm. but yeah I feel like that's important to even communicate first like this is what I'm interested in are you interested in the same thing you know instead of like there's awkwardness after that you know yeah that's absolutely true yeah and I think like you said it comes down to the communication but at the same time people who are somewhat I guess in that position sometimes their communication skills are like very lackluster and Mm. they've gotten through life by really not communicating what they want directly but indirectly mm-hmm. and so they they presume these things and like you know in, in a friendship even with friendships like you have people who will do so much for their friends and they won't communicate that they need those things done for them or they need um they need them to be emotionally there for them or they need that support system they don't know how to communicate that they're just hoping mm-hmm. like i'll do this stuff for you and hopefully you got me mm-hmm. and they don't and halas, all hell breaks loose. Friendship breaks down. The groups are, you know, now now you're beefing with each other. Like things like that do happen, right? And all could be avoided if you just spoke up and said exactly. something. Like- it, could, it could all be avoided. And um, another thing is the people pleasing. I feel like people who are nice are just constantly I struggle with that. people please. I'm not gonna- <laughs> I feel like I definitely struggle with that. And you know what's crazy? Like I read this somewhere where it's like people pleasers are usually children with parents like i don't know what this this, i don't know whether it's like usually all parent like all parents are like this but like this the individual grew up with parents that had a very like they didn't really emotionally support them they didn't really emotionally weren't really emotionally invest in their lives right so Mm -hmm. or they were like they always had to be like the person to like please them in like other ways like like maybe grades or like making money or something like that to show them that kind of love in order to receive that kind of love right that's all they know so then they bring that into other relationships in their life their friendships relationships with relationships or whatever and they'd be like okay i need to prove to them or i need to do something for them in order to feel like i'm loved you know what i mean which isn't the case like you shouldn't have to feel like that you should that's usually that's usually with the case yeah, I mean, it's a psychology it, fact or something. I don't know. No, 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 you're absolutely right. It comes down to like external validation, mm-hmm. and it's because like their whole lives, like I, I guess when they're younger, they're chasing that from their primary caretakers. They're chasing that validation of like, like I'm doing good. Because I mm-hmm. think it comes down to like when they're children, like we need our parents and stuff to survive, right? Like we need them. We need because we can't do anything for ourselves, so we're constantly like um, looking at other people to take care of us and like you know kids cry just because they need like they just need help and that's the only thing they can do they can't ask they can't so that's how they get it and then like once they get to age like six or seven they realize okay crying doesn't work anymore so i have to do something like i have to i have to please them you know so you see kids like bringing their parents stuff like oh look i found this just they're trying to do something like gain their attention attention yeah yeah, and you take that with you as you get older, and people realize the easiest way to get people's attention is by pleasing them, like by mm-hmm. doing something for them, you know. Mm-hmm. And then, but then they create an unhealthy balance in that where they don't understand that you're pleasing yourself or you're pleasing the people, and you have to find the right balance. Now you have people on either spectrum. You have people who are. But just you should completely- only. Sorry, just to interject that part. You sh- it's not always 50-50, though, as well. Like, I feel like you should prioritize yourself before you prioritize other people. 100%. In any case, like, mm-hmm. even with, like, friendships, like, if somebody's not, if somebody's taking too much from you, like, even if it's emotionally or even, like, if you make money and they don't make money, they're always asking you, can I hold, can I hold a dog? Can I hold, like, you don't get, get me lunch or whatever. Like, at that point, like, this is your your life, you know? Like, you can make yeah. decisions and, like, think for yourself. Absolutely. But, yeah. but it's that balance. You have to find that balance. Yeah. People are either on one end of the spectrum. It's very hard to find a balance. And I think especially us as Somali people, we grew up in, in these communities where 
we're not just ourselves we're our family we represent our families right mm-hmm. so like you'll be walking in your neighborhood and you'll see like maybe you might even see somebody you don't you know a, a, a family that you, i want to say you necessarily you necessarily don't get along with them it's not like you have a problem but like you just two different age groups you you know you guys don't really like talk or anything but you'll go out of your way to like help them you know and it's sometimes it's for you even when you're busy you'll do things for people and it's more so because when we grow up in the environments of like like ebb like make sure you know like help people like do things for other people because like if you if you don't it comes back to our family so we kind of grow up in this culture of like people pleasing people pleasing people people pleasing and it, your whole life like some people there's people i know who have degrees in, in university and college for things that they don't even want they just did it for their family mm-hmm. they did not do it for themselves you know and i think it those sucks. are like absolutely yeah. sucks because now you're you've, you've graduated in something and you dedicated, uh, you know, three, four years of your life to something that wasn't even for you. Yeah, now you're not people. happy with it. You're not happy with it. So and you I might think, have to go back to school and do something else <laughs> to find happiness yeah. or like you might do something else. Yeah, or, or you might stick in it and you don't even like yeah. it. So I think finding that right balance is very, very important. And I think for the new generation, like for us, Somalia, like, I guess we're at an age where we have to figure it out. But for the next generation of like Somalia, like, when we have kids, this is something like, I think we'd hone in on because it's something that a lot of us was it was taken away from a lot of us you know a lot of us didn't have um situations where we could please ourselves as much as we're pleasing other people it was mainly the other way we're pleasing other people and then we came second right yeah yeah so what do you think are like what do you think are the the negative effects of people continuously trying to please other people and neglecting their own pleasures the continuous effects um it would definitely be like what i mentioned about like it manifesting in your other parts of your life where it's like even further from the family it's like now it's affecting your work life or like your relationship life or whatever um Mm -hmm. it also kind of affects yourself too like even with people pleasing at that at one point you get burnt out of that too like it's just kind of like damn like all i'm doing is everything for everybody else do i ever truly feel happy you know yeah so at one one point you get a realization of like okay this is not for me i need to stop doing this but like keep it out of balance or i'm like i'm pleasing people that makes some people i might work in the same in the way that might be their love language they might be like i enjoy doing acts of service for other people that's just something that people do Mm -hmm. um but like if it's not making you happy then it's going to be like a toxic thing where it's problematic and it doesn't it doesn't affect you positively so yeah. yeah yeah no i definitely agree um i like you said it's it's something if it's if it is your um love language then i guess you'd enjoy it if it's if active service is something that makes like is, is your love language like, you'd enjoy it you'd have a good time when you're doing different other, mm-hmm. other people right but when it starts to feel like a burden and you're like okay what what am i doing why am i constantly looking out for you like why am i constantly doing stuff for you that's when i think you become burnt out you become and sometimes it can even set resentment against the other person like if you're doing stuff for somebody else you might just start resenting them and you don't even mm-hmm. know why you're resenting them you know so a lot of times yeah. in friendships and even in relationships you have to set that boundary like look like i have to say no to you now because if i don't i'm gonna end up resenting i'm gonna end up like this is going to end up breaking our relationship or this is going to end up hurting our friendship. This is something mm-hmm. that I have to, t- I have to say no to, you know? Yeah. And I feel like um, a lot of people can like relate to like that part where it's like, they might be doing something for a friend that they care about, but it gets to the point where they're kind of taking advantage of them. And it's just mm-hmm. kind of like, okay, at this point, 
like I need to help you get away from like this this whatever you need from me how do I help you get that you know like you can teach the person to fish you know what I mean like instead of just giving them fish you know what I mean that kind of thing yeah and yeah no I, I definitely agree I think a lot of times what it comes down to is people setting boundaries isn't easy it's especially when you've been in something and then you realize that oh like like look now you know like three months down the line or in friendships it could be nine years down the line like you know and then you're like wow i've done all this with this person and now you're trying to set boundaries you're going to come across issues you're going to come across like you're changing you're you're like look man what like why are you doing this like you know you don't have to do bro used to be my nigga like you're going to get hit Mm -hmm. with that all the time but you have to realize that these are things that are important to you and at some point in your life you're going to have to set them so might as well start when when they start bothering you that's when you set them you know mm-hmm. um another thing too is like you said the taking advantage of people like just some people i don't know if you've come across these type of people i have i don't want to say taking advantage of them but like just some people who are so nice you kind of feel like you, feel bad. you, like, you know, like you can't feel bad but like you can you like you feel like you you can take advantage like even if you like if you wanted to you feel like i could take advantage of this person and mm-hmm. you kind of but i'm not that kind of person so i probably yeah. no 100 percent. but then but then you kind of look at them in a way of like like come on bro like where's your you know where's your zeal where's your like where's your pride where's your manhood mm-hmm. like where is that you know and it, it sucks that you look at them like that but there's a lot of people that sometimes you just like this, like, um, t- you can say no to this person you don't have to agree to this you can actually say no and there's going to be no ramifications to you saying no to this person but how do but, you help somebody understand that though like how do you true like somebody you can tell somebody stop saying yes but mm-hmm. sometimes it would just be innate for them just to be like okay yes you know they're yeah. probably easily influenced you know what i mean exactly how and do you like how do you change that so, person's mindset so okay the changing of the mindset is something that Okay, I'll talk about that in a second. But I think, okay. like you said, the person, the person, like constantly saying yes, I think it comes down to them. They, like they want to be likable. They constantly want to be likable. They don't want to, mm-hmm. you know, they don't want anybody to not like them. Mm-hmm. And what it takes for that switch to happen is something like this might sound harsh but some sort of trauma has to happen to that person like they have to get robbed being nice somebody has to like something has to click like you know there has to be some sort of traumatic event and it's not like i don't i don't mean it has to be violent or anything but i mean like some it, it takes somebody be, being taken advantage of or somebody like something hitting them where it's like okay like I'm way too deep and like I don't even know what I'm doing like I should leave this you know but mm-hmm. like you said you can't just give it to somebody like somebody got to get to that point in their life where they're like you know what I'm sick and tired of constantly looking at look out for other people and at some point I have to look out for myself and you can try your best to you know give it to somebody you can try your best to like push somebody to that point but it takes them falling into the pits of um, some despair and it could be with school it could be with in a friendship it could be in a relationship it could be with a job it could be with like something happening where you're like all right i'm over it's done i have to mm-hmm. change my ways you know and i think if you catch them at that point if somebody's going through something like that at that point you have to set up like a healthy dialogue with the person so if you have a friend who's going through something like that don't look at them and say stuff like you're just man up or uh, you just figure it out bro like you, you got this like obviously you want to give some you know um positive encouragement but at the same time you want to understand that they're going through a change and that change is very uncomfortable it's not easy mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so 
just make it as easy as possible. So if you're setting boundaries with you, just accept them. Even if they're kind of unfair to you at the moment, just accept them. You know, maybe at a, at a, at a future time in, in, a, in, a, in a month or two months, you can tell them, hey, I think that is going to be a little harder. I think, you know, you don't have to go that hard. Like you, you can set that later on in time. But in the beginning, let them set their boundaries. Let them get comfortable, you know. And if not, if you don't want to do that, just leave them alone. You don't have to, you know, be constantly trying to change your mind or tell them that their boundaries are useless. Like you don't have to do that. If you don't feel comfortable mm-hmm. in that friendship anymore, you can leave. But don't. And all of this I, takes practice as well. It's not. It's easier said than done. Like it's definitely something you have to continue. It's like practice your this character trait that you need. You know, it'll help mm-hmm. you in the future. But definitely help you. Help you across, across the board. Across the board. Everything. Yeah, everything. Yeah, and okay, I wanted to ask you about this. <laughs> this, uh, this is this is a funny one, maybe a little controversial, but <laughs> okay. So, what do you think of? Um, I'm gonna use the same word: the nice guy, the good girl, because I think this tends to be in their personality trait where they want to fix somebody, or they want to mold somebody into a better version of themselves. So, for example, there'll be a guy who will be dating a good girl, quote unquote. Uh, me personally i don't believe there's a good guy good girl thing i just think it's things that you know we used to describe certain people but it doesn't exist but um and this person is trying to get this guy a job trying to find out a apartment for him trying to help him like move out like doing all these things to prove their um their worthiness and on the flip side you have um a guy who will come across a girl who for example maybe shouldn't have her life together she's going through she's struggling with family issues and he's trying to do everything to become her pleaser he's trying to do everything to please her everything to make her happy and mold her so that at some point she can when she gets better she can be like oh like he was here the whole time i'll just stick Mm -hmm. with him yeah what do you think of that i think that's problematic from the jump (laughs) like that's just like I don't know. I feel like you should never go into something that thinking that you can change that person. And I said this in the last episode and I'll say it again, like goes both ways, even for men and women. Like, I don't think you should, men, I like to talk about men first. I don't think men should go into a relationship thinking that, okay, she's workable. I don't like these kind of traits in her, but I like her as a person. I think she's attractive. I think her personality is great. But I don't like one or two traits that she continuously does. Maybe she, she's a smoker or maybe she just, she parties a lot and you don't like that. Maybe you want to change her in that. You're never going to be able to change her, bro. Like, and if you, you do, it's probably going to be temporary. After mm-hmm. she breaks up with you, she'll go back to it again. You know, like mm-hmm. it's not, it's not something guaranteed. Or if you're in a long-term relationship with her, she'll end up doing it sneakily just to please you for the moment. And then she'll do it behind your back. Mm-hmm. So it's much easier just to go into something knowing that this person is might be for you. It might even be like, like little things that'd be like, maybe like, I don't know, maybe their self-confidence. Maybe you can help somebody with self-confidence. That's easy. That's, yeah. that's nice. That'd be a great thing for them. Mm-hmm. But trying to change their behavior and the things that they enjoy doing don't do that like i don't see that there's a point in doing that no absolutely i agree so i think what you said like if we're trying to change their actions and you're trying to change their lifestyle i don't think you should do that so if they don't have a job don't help them get a job because that's not your responsibility no no no. i feel like no i feel like that's that's another topic too because at the same time like if you want to help this person grow and you see something in them that they have they don't they let maybe they lack ambition and you see that they could you know I feel like that'd be helpful. So. It'd be helpful, but I think you can help them in smaller ways. You can help them with smaller things like the self-confidence and, and, and self-esteem and maybe like a style. You can help them in those type of things. But if so you're helping, trying to help them find a job, though. No, you help your friends trying to find jobs. What's the 100%. Difference? Because your friends, you and your friends have a a long addiction relationship. You nah, and your friends man. have. <laughs> no, I'll, I'll give you an example. Like you and your friends 
are gonna be friends for for a long time. You've already developed a friendship. But I'm saying when you okay. when, when you when you meet somebody and trying to take care of them, neither needs that. Everybody has to figure this thing out for, by themselves. Because why do I owe? Why do why does why does somebody owe their success to you? Like mm-hmm. you're doing all these things for them. You haven't like these are not small things. These are major. No, but things. when you say owe excess, that's a bit like extreme to be honest. If you really say it like that, because when you when okay, so you meet somebody and then they are struggling, try to find finding a job or whatever. But they have they want to do something. They just don't mm-hmm. know how to find it. And you have the tools to help them. I don't think that's that big of a deal. You know what I mean? To try to help no, them find that because I you would agree. do that for your friends. What's the wrong with doing that for someone that you like? So, okay, so okay, I think the translation are oh, okay. um, maybe uh, not explaining it properly. I think you can give them the information, like you can you can help them on information. You can tell them, but like I'm saying, people actively like fixing their resume, telling like wait, calling them. This is your interview. Go ahead, had it. Like when you're doing all the, you're investing into this person's success, and if it doesn't pan out, it just it hurts you and it hurts mm. that friendship because or that relationship because that person needs those things for themselves when it comes to, like other things you, you can invest in in, in uh in your self-esteem you can invest in helping them with those because those are those are gradual things those are small but when you're helping somebody with a job and like you're trying to make you're trying to make them successful you're trying to bring them up to success it's like in my opinion you're playing captain save a hole like you're just you're trying to save somebody from drowning this exact scenario is is the plot of Insecure. I don't know if you've ever watched Insecure. I haven't watched it. Issa, Issa was helping her boyfriend try to find a job, and then they broke up, and then he found a job. Da, da, da. So basically, basically she she got burnt out from helping him, so she cheated mm-hmm. on him unintentionally. But I don't I think it was intentional because like she just no it, it makes sense. Like, yeah, because she was like, "I'm helping you, and you're not doing anything, right? Exactly. You're just sitting on the couch doing nothing." At and then, point, and then you're uninterested. Gets, and then he gets a job, and now he feels guilty or something. <laughs> I don't think he feels guilty. I think she wanted him no. back. But I don't remember the whole story. It's, it's been a minute since I've watched that show, but that's literally the storyline. So I find that funny. But yeah, yeah, it's real life. It's definitely real life. It's definitely real life, and it happens a lot. And people invest into these relationships thinking if they save this person, or they show how important they can mean this person's life that gives them some equity in their life that gives them mm-hmm. some sort of like allegiance like you owe me you know like how could you do this to me like, yeah you're leaving me I look at all the thing i did for you but that's toxic like though that. not everybody not everybody's like that i feel like that's but, a bit toxic but pe- a lot of people are like that a lot of people i feel are like, like if that. you maintain a healthy relationship and you just want to help them like helping them find a job maybe like send out resumes for them but not do the extreme obviously they have to do the work themselves but like exactly. help them in certain ways here and there and it's that's healthy but like i guess when you go into that and you know that you don't know that this person may have like different intentions or they use whatever you did to your adventures like oh you help me with this that i don't need you anymore type of thing you know like that that's a bit toxic but that happens all the yeah. time and I'll, I'll give you a, an example from like the like, like it, this happens to guys all the time where they're like you know maybe driving a girl up and down and doing all these nice things for her and like like same thing they're expecting to like save her you know like oh she needs a ride from here let me go get her like she needs this i mean they do all these things for her expecting some sort of like i've done all these things now we're like what are you gonna do for me or like when are you gonna tell me about you like you know and it doesn't work like mm. that you know yeah. that's what i mean so when you're investing into somebody else when you're investing into things that they need to be doing for themselves you know there's no problem with helping somebody i have no problem with somebody helping somebody but when you want to be that savior in their life and you want all the good things or most of the good things that come out of their life to be attributed to you you're you're, you i feel like you have some you have some uh ill intentions that should be looked at you know so if you have somebody Yeah. yeah if you have somebody like that who's 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 doing all these things for you 
ask them like why are you doing this stuff for me like what's the reason and if they're not yeah. being if they can't communicate why they're doing this stuff to you because nobody like our parents tell us from from a very young age you know nobody does stuff for you like you know if you meet a stranger they're like they're not doing something for you just mm-hmm. because they like you there's a, mm-hmm. there's a there's a there's a reason behind it so definitely ask them definitely definitely ask them this also reminds me of another thing that I saw recently. It was also on TikTok too, where some guy was talking about like some people on TikTok are like love help advice or whatever, and some guy was talking about love bombing, which means like somebody that doesn't barely even knows you and throws all of this like love towards you, where it's like whether it's helping you find things or like it's buying you things, all this stuff. Nobody's gonna do that mm-hmm. for you unless they have other intentions. You know what I mean? Because mm-hmm. why would you do that for a stranger? Exactly, what you exactly. said like, you would never do that for a stranger. Why would you do that? Never. So that's a red flag at that point. Like it's problematic. It's super red flag. And even like the way your brain works, like you know, um we come from like you know hunting gather like tribe and stuff. So when when you meet somebody and doing all these things, your brain is your brain is like on heightened alert already. You know, like what's going on? Like what's 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 going on? You know. And I remember somebody was talking about it, and they said something to the effect of. Um, you ever see like when there's even a story on the news the other day of a guy who went on a date with a girl and I think it was the first day or something and he put something in her drink, you know? Mm. Like the people you know, not to not, not to sound alarmed, but some people have like these really bad intentions in the back of their mind when they're when they're when they're meeting with somebody or when that person doesn't know anything about them, so they can play off that, you know? And you know, we come, you know, back in the day, we come from if you met somebody, you would know something about them. Like, you know, you know their family, you know, like you'd have some sort of idea of who they are. But now, like, people reinvent themselves every day. So, you don't, you, people don't know who they're dealing with. So, when somebody is being overly nice to you, just question that, question where it's coming from. So, like, on the flip side, though, what do you think the positives of being a nice guy and a good girl is? Or, like, a nice girl, pick me, whatever, <laughs> whatever title we used for that. <laughs> um, because there has to be positives right like there can't be, yeah, always the, be negatives yeah the positives are people like you um you're kind of easy to hang out with um mm-hmm. uh, you know you you i guess you're like a chameleon i guess you can any environment you're in you can like adapt you know so mm-hmm. that, that's really good um, it's useful in a lot of different places um yeah in the workplace people are more likely to hire you if you're Cause that's what they love, sure. you know. Like a, a worker who loves somebody that just says yes to everything, which yeah. is kind of bad. But at the same time, like you get you get paid for what yeah, being right. a nice guy at least. You yeah. know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Not just being get a nice guy, because people ain't gonna pay you. A lie. But get to the bag. A lie. Get to the bag for real. But the maybe the positives of being like a like a pick me. I don't know. You There's not picked. many positives. <laughs> but yeah, you probably get picked, but for all the wrong reasons. To be honest, you're just becoming a, like just a people pleaser, just a man pleaser. Why would you want to be like that? <laughs> I'm, I'm really trying to have i'm struggling finding the positive of being a pick me maybe we can like get a pick me on the episode and like say that these are the positives of being a pick me it's hard to get somebody to admit that they're pick me we should only do that there's a whole youtuber that does like all these people that have like different issues not issues but like lifestyles where the like, one person is a narcissist one person's like i don't know and he just inter- interviews them we maybe can do that same thing for like a pick me but we have to like like audio record their voice where it's like warped so they don't know who they are <laughs> so anybody who can pick me please contact us <laughs> on some us criminal know. shit like yeah yeah i'm a pick me because <laughs> you know those ones we will, yeah we, we will be paying you for uh for, for your for the interview <laughs> <laughs> you know what? Um, yeah for real i don't know what a possible positive could be a pair for a pick me besides like getting what you want at the end because you do get what you want yeah. for the wrong reasons but but i mean yeah if you're getting what you want 
It is. It is. Right? It's, a, it's a win-win for you to be yeah. honest. Everybody Honestly. else's opinion doesn't matter at that point. Yeah. For real. But like my point of view, I love you lot. Mm. Like it, you lot over enough, man. But when it comes to me and sexual attraction, it's gone with you lot. <laughs> it's gone. <laughs> When my I heart, my heart. That's some hot party thing. You're with them. No, but I, I, listen. If I saw a Marley and another guy crashing it on the roads, trust me. Even though I'm five, yeah, yeah. I'm backing yeah, yeah. it. Yeah, yeah, I heard that. My, yeah, yeah, my blood, school, my so. blood will boil you like. Get, I, I don't. Yeah. But when it comes to that, it's just like you like ain't emotionally intact with us, like. You lot have done a lot to Somali females. Yeah, well, like, that's what it is. We and, fucked and, up. And, we fucked up, man. And I'm not going to lie to you, like... You said the Quan showed you better. <laughs> no, I, 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 I'm not going to lie. Like, I've always... Tyro. Tyro. So that audio <laughs> was from a podcast called Hilip Chipson. Sorry. Ch- I don't know why I say <laughs> What did I say? Hilip? <laughs> Bish and Chivis. Um... Where basically two guys are interviewing this girl that's like, she says that she's not attracted to some of my guys. How y'all, how do you feel about that? Ooh, how do you feel about okay, that? Okay, right, right on the spot. From a male perspective, how do you, <laughs> okay. how do you feel about that? I, she did that. Said I'm not attracted to you niggas. <laughs> that's as, what she said. As, as a Somali man, <clears throat> um, no, honestly, when I heard that at first, when I heard that, I said. Where is she coming from with this? Like, I thought, you know, she's going to give a, a good explanation, which in my opinion, I don't think she gave uh, a real, she didn't say, like, she, she didn't mention any features. She didn't say, like, you know, like, uh, mm-hmm. this is, like, I, I'm just attracted to white people. And, you know, I think across the board is people who are, some white people are going to like some white people, who, people who aren't. But the point that she, she did say one thing that kind of struck a nerve with me, because it struck a nerve because it was very accurate, if I'm <laughs> honest. Um, she said, Somali guys have done a lot to Somali girls. Yep, that, that's a fact. That's a that's a very true statement. Um, and you know, as I'll be the first one to say, I've made comments, I've judged, I've I've said, you know, I've said things that I regret and probably wouldn't want to say again. But in my opinion, you know, when you're young, you just you kind of you don't really understand, you know, the weight of your words. You don't understand. Um, the things that you say and you understand how people you know take them but yeah well like some of my guys have said a lot of things and have done a lot of things to some of my girls and we have to take responsibility for that like she's absolutely mm-hmm. right you know as much as we don't like to comment as much as even the other things she said i don't like you know but that statement is true and i don't i want to throw this out there i don't think it's too late to do something about it i think we can do something about it I feel like at that point it's too late for her because she just mentioned like it's just unattractive at that point. I don't know. I don't know how you can change that person's opinion no, if they think they're mean, unattractive. You know, no, that that's the, I'm, I'm not talking about that statement. I'm talking mm-hmm. about what we've done to In general. girls. I'm talking about the judgment, the the shade, the you know even even the comments that I've heard a lot of guys say this like far too many, but it was a long time ago. But even still, just thinking about it, like I remember. Mean, people would say like I- i'm gonna settle down with like a good somali girl you know and just saying that like okay so it's not a it's, it's not something that it's not something that um it's not something that like because they don't mean it in like in a good way they just like i want a good girl that's wearing jilbab covered head to toe 
miskeen no shoes type of girl and the ones they look for aren't those girls so it's just like and then they try to change them which goes back to what i'm talking about we're changing people that just don't fit your your type and you try to build mm-hmm. a girlfriend build a wife you're not gonna do that bro. <laughs> like let's yeah. be honest it doesn't work like that no 100 but i think the, the worst part of it is the judgment i think the judgment is like the worst part because just to be honest like, i think a lot of people do it you know we all judge you know we all judge people on their appearance on the way they talk like, we do it you know and sometimes like it could be held over people's heads years after they change and years after they don't want to you know they, they stop doing that and i think it's it's if we're if we're being honest for men it's a lot easier you know for somali guys it's a lot easier like you have somali rappers and stuff that change their life and and you know everybody supports them you know mm-hmm. but then when it comes to like our somali sisters they don't get that same support system you know and then i think it kind of throws them for a loop like like is it worth being good again if no one's going to respect you is it worth like changing your life like is it worth mm-hmm. um becoming a productive um person in terms of dean and is it worth it at that point you have to realize yeah, but at that point, you have to realize what you're doing it for. Are you doing it for people or are you doing it for yourself? Yeah, but I think... It'd be more if, important for you doing it for yourself, which is what gonna, what's going to help you change. But I think it helps. Like, I think it helps if the people if people don't hold that stuff against you. And sometimes I think about it too. Like, when it comes to, like, the the Sahabas, you know, uh, time of the Prophet, like, some of them have, you know, it's hard to say, but some of them, like, in their past, they were, like, you know, pretty evil people, you know? But when they became Muslim, like, nobody held that against their head, you know? And when they decided to become good, nobody held those bad things against their head. Mm-hmm. So it comes down to, like, as Somali, I'll say for, like, for most Somali guys, we, we have done it. So let's just change that. Let's just, we, we, we can apologize. We can say sorry. At the end of the day, that's, that's not, no one's going to like to hear that if there's no action behind it. Mm-hmm. So the action is just let's stop about that action <laughs> yeah yeah you know we're grown men at this point we're getting mm-hmm. older we have to start um we can't just say these things anymore without actually acting upon it so if we see somebody who's struggling with something i remember even this one somali girl was telling me recently she's telling me how she had a hard time praying and she's like you know i don't want to tell a guy that because he might think like I'm, I'm a bad person and i'm like what like in what world like in what world did she knows she might have dealt with a man that, that says stuff like that where it's like i can't even deal with a girl that doesn't pray like that I mean, some and people are struggling with prayer. That's, and it's that's not normal. inhuman. Like, it's not crazy, you know? It's normal. It's normal. Yeah. And I think the harmful effect of this is that we put, like, and this is this is going to sound, um, let me know what you think of this, okay? This is just my opinion. Okay. I think, I think um, a lot of, uh, a lot of Somali people, we either put, like, the guys will put Somali girls on a pedestal, Right? Mm-hmm. and they'll put them as like these holy figures that pray five times a day that wear the hijab that doesn't talk back to their mom and like all these amazing qualities you know like all mm-hmm. these high virtue qualities and then she's not that and the reason why she's not that is because she's not perfect she's not this idealized version in your head that has all these amazing qualities she's a human being with struggles with you know with issues with personality issues with um she may have maybe she has bad communication maybe she has uh, a quick temper like there's all these things that are that she could possibly have but if in your mind you're idealizing this person and you're thinking that they, they're your savior and they're going to help you through life and they're not that then you end up disappointed so and, and it just happens for girls too. A girl will think like, yo, this Somali guy or this person is like this amazing person. Mm-hmm. So take you people off the pedestal. Realize that they're human, that they have issues with them, that they have, uh, everybody has issues, you know? And maybe they're not exposing the issues to you because, you know, whatever, they, they want to they wanna hide it from you. So maybe they can marry you, whatever it is. But understand that everybody has issues, everybody. So just 
in my opinion, take Somali girls off that pedestal because they can't live up to that. And you expecting them to live up to that, it's just gonna disappoint you. Mm-hmm. Don't do it. Just bring them down to a human level where they're human people. I also want to shift what you're saying because I don't think every single Somali guy thinks of Somali women on a pedestal. You know, I feel like some of them just dislike them. Like it's like they don't think of them highly sometimes. Where it's where it's like which is why they don't like some some people don't respect some some of my guys don't respect some of my girls which is why they say the things that they say it's not because they hold them at a certain pedestal it's because i don't know i don't know i, just, I don't know i can't i can't i can't put myself in a man's shoes where i can think why he says that kind of stuff but i, I definitely think there's two sides to that where they either respect them i put them on a pedestal and they hold them as this higher figure and they don't sometimes may not want to deal with the Somali girl they might just want to do their dirt with somebody else you know what i mean mm-hmm. and then when it comes to trying to find a smuggle they probably would find the best one like the most goody two-shoes type of thing you know yeah but like again i think that happens on both sides of the scale it happens on both sides mm-hmm, Somali girls do the same thing you know like they don't want to deal with a, but a certain guy. type of guy they're not really looking for like the niggas that are just out here like that probably like the sheikhs or like the people that are on the dean that, that that's who they're holding to a certain standard yeah but i think like the, the issue is the, those two extremes i think it comes mm-hmm. from a place of um either one like it's the idealized version or it's uh like a, a hatred or like a, a, a inferiority complex you know so they lack something in themselves thing. so they look at from yeah yeah to somebody else and, and either way you're gonna get hurt like either way you're gonna get hurt if there's somebody mm-hmm. if you think somebody's amazing and they're, they're not you get hurt and if you think somebody is like really bad then you're gonna do something really bad to them right so you have to kind of find that middle ground and um yeah, I just think it's it's important for people to identify that in themselves and to because all all it does is it just ruins your image of people. It quickly does it, and you can see around like what she said. It's it's true because I, I can I can imagine you know she probably heard things and you know some guys have probably said even things like, to her. Yeah, even like the shift from relationships and like dealing with like people men your age, even like your your father figure. You know what I mean? That's a huge part of your life that shows like how other men should treat you you know what i mean if you don't have that established in your life then you have an expectation of anybody treating you like that you know what i mean if it's not a positive figure which is so important because like i, f- I find that a lot of Somali girls deal with like the issue of like not having a closeness either they're super close with their dad or they're not close with their dad at all and i find a lot are not you know what i mean mm-hmm. i don't know what lacks in that sense i don't know what conversation that they or what type of situation that has led them to that i can't speak for them um but like there's certain aspects that I, I do relate to that's just like it's harder because maybe mm-hmm. there's a different culture, just a culture, maybe. I don't know. It is. It's absolutely it's the just, culture. It's definitely we, culture. Yeah. We don't we yeah. our, our back home isn't a place where a parent and, and, and daughter, or parent and son, those relationships aren't fully invested into. You Which know? sucks because culture should not overtake how normal relationships with your parents should work. You know what I mean? Just yeah. because culture, Somali culture is like oh men are this way somali women are this way you know what i mean it's just it doesn't Mm -hmm. work like that in order to develop a healthy child and a healthy let's talk about women because i can speak for myself as a woman i know to develop a healthy girl to grow up as a woman she needs both parents to be emotionally available in her life and emotionally supportive in her life you know what i mean they can't only have one part where it's just the girl and the the daughter and the mother have the great relationship and then the father's just absent you know what i mean that's gonna that's not gonna be a great like you know she'd have to build and build herself to think okay this is for 
this is how a man in my life should treat me and this is how it is because she may have not have that example or if she does have an example this is an example for her you know exactly. either you have to teach yourself or it has to be taught to you yeah and it and sucks because a lot of girls can't teach themselves like that yeah. so they end up like in a situation where it's like okay i'm gonna deal with this because this is all i know you know mm-hmm. yeah sucks, but... and unfortunately we you know we can't go back in time and and, and tell our parents information no when they came to this country their only goal was survival you know, mm-hmm. they couldn't focus on the minute details of emotionally investing and, and, and caring about our feelings because all all they cared about was, are you eating? Are you, are you going to school? Are you alive? Are you awake? Like, okay, that's all That's all I need to know. But for our generation, we can read books on these topics. You know, we can get into, we can get and into, educate you know, yeah, educate ourselves on, you know, good emotional attachments, you know, like healthy emotional attachments. And, and we can, start those in our relationships start those in our marriages start those in our you know in in the future because these things they break they literally break people like you have people who are in who have a lot of you know issues around their life and it's centered around you know them not getting that proper attachment at a young age you know and some people thrive in it like some people do really good but there are people who are harmed by it and we have to acknowledge that. And, you know, Somali culture is kind of like whatever, sweeping under the rug, don't talk about it, whatever. But the more we don't talk about it, just the more it's the elephant in the room. Mm-hmm. Definitely. But, yeah, uh, I feel like we should end up on that note of this episode. Yeah. It's been a very deep episode, but it's been great, great conversation. And all the things we mentioned was pretty important. Like, just in order to establish change in your life, you need to acknowledge the change that needs to happen with both situations where it's like, being too people pleasing you need to find that as an issue in order to for it to change if you don't find an issue you're just gonna live your life and just you know have that like you mentioned it has to have something to change that mindset it has to have yeah. maybe where it's a traumatic situation who knows or maybe it's just like a click in your mind where it's like okay this needs to change i'm not happy doing this this is not my love language i don't like doing this for people i've just grown up thinking that this is the great this the best way to deal with this and it's not so yeah yeah. it's never it's never too late to reassess your life and to reassess mm-hmm. the actions that you're doing and question why you're doing them and then go to the drawing board and, and pick and choose what you like doing what you don't like doing what you want to get rid of and what you want to invest in there's no problem with that nobody can tell you that there's anything wrong with that and i've been saying this maybe like a hundred times but this is the best time to do it because mm-hmm. not a lot of distractions right now you can focus on yourself Just work on yourself and you know we, we all come out of this everybody's quarantine. trying to work out and do that stuff sometimes you need some you know some yeah, you need- character development through this quarantine maybe 100 like write a it down maybe talk to somebody who knows yeah. but yeah that's been this episode of out is lies thank you guys out is lies it's out, out of lies, lies. Oh, so it's been a it's been a long day <laughs> yeah it's been long have a good one guys <laughs>